Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have my friend Mike Hancock of Burt Timber Outfitters on the line. Mikey, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. How are you doing? Good. Looks like you guys have been busy. You've been stacking them up. <laughs> this is a busy time of year for us. It's I see. been a pretty good 10 days so far. That's awesome. Um, let's. I guess let's start at the beginning. Uh, before the hunt started going into it, what were the conditions? What was your anticipation of how the hunt was going to be? And, you know, rutting, um, bugling, what have you, before the hunt even started? Well, this year, you know, it's, it's no secret. It's probably one of the worst droughts that I've ever seen. Um, conditions were spotty in a lot of areas. We were spread out over four or five different units, 4B and 3C and 3B and Unit 1. Um, obviously, Unit 1 looked the best by far. Um, upper 3B and, and some of that higher stuff in 3, 3C looked pretty good, but the lower lower stuff was was in um, uh, dismal con- condition at best. Um, as far as antler growth goes, you know, we, we, we we're hoping it to be just an average year, but uh, from what I've observed personally, it's it's been below average. You know, a lot of bulls that, that look to be 20, 20% or so less. There were some big bulls to be found. You know, there's obviously not as many of them. We're fortunate enough to live in Arizona, and as long as you can hunt Arizona, you're always going to be able to find some big bulls, um, just just not multiple big bulls in these units. And they're really hard to dig out this year, I mean, is what I've observed. But uh, overall so my, conditions have been my, fair at best. Uh, heavy monsoons, was it real spotty in, in a lot of those units, 3C, yep. 4B, 1, um, heavy in some areas, spotty in others? Exactly. You, you know, you can drive for 5 or 10 miles on some of these units and every tank will be full and then you'll go 5 or 10 miles, you know, in a different direction and, and there won't be water in any of the tanks. Um, the middle part of these units, you know, the elevation 5,000 feet, you know, down off the Mogollon Rim and all that, they didn't get a lot of these big storms. You know, they were definitely isolated and spotty up here um, in some of these units that we're hunting. That that can be a plus this time of year, though. You know, we've been sitting some water this week and have had, had some success with bulls coming in and cows coming in this week to water. So we've worked it to our advantage this year. you just got to be able to dig that water out and find those tanks that are getting hit. Tell me about this bull with this kickstand um, dropper-looking thing coming <laughs> off his right main beam. Um, Awesome-looking bull. Yeah, we were fortunate enough last week to uh, um, harvest a bull in 3B archery bull that had a 24-inch oh, flyer off the back of his right horn. I'm there by his G3. Um, I actually got the best look at him. Two and a half, three weeks ago, I ran into some hunters up there, and when they'd seen we'd harvest them, they actually had pictures of them. He'd been there all summer. Um, I didn't really get into that area until a couple of weeks before the rut started, and, and he was in there then. But uh, just just a, uh, you know fortunate to be able to harvest a, an animal like that. He he had around a 330 mainframe with a, a 20, 24-inch flyer kickstand. So um, the hunter was... Yeah, the hunter was excited as can be. He actually hunted with us last year. He drew back-to-back tags and was able to harvest that bull. Um, it, was just, it was a good day. 
That's fantastic. Um, that bull, um, from the time you saw him and getting him on the ground, I mean, did he bugle a lot? Um, did he come to water? How did it kind of go down? No, he bugled that morning. There was a lot of people driving through that area. Uh, one thing that, you know, I like to do, if you're going to go to an area to hunt, you know, get out of the pickup and spend time walking. We had walked for probably close to 40 minutes in there, and maybe not covering a lot of ground, but just listening. And he bugled. He probably only bugled five or six times before it got light enough, but we were within 200 yards of him and uh, just got on him right right at daylight and were able to get an arrow in him. So That's awesome. Um, um, for the listeners out there, um, to check out Mike's Instagram, it's Mikey, M-I-K-E-E underscore B-T-O, and then also at Burnt Timber Outfitters uh, with his partner, um, Daniel Franco, and his son, Devin Hancock, and Jay Lewis, and the, the whole team. Um, Mike, so that was in 3B, and then I believe you were also in Unit 1, and you were bouncing around 3C. Uh, conditions, um, you said Unit 1 is a little bit better. Is that just because of the high country, and they typically get a little bit more rain? Talk a little bit about the conditions in you know, 4B, 3C, Unit 1 and maybe the differences this year. Yeah, Unit 1 always gets, you know, more consistent rains. Um, 3B and 4B and 3C are, are, you know, every year just spotty. You get rains, you get chance of rains every three or four days. But Unit 1 and 27, they just tend to get rain day after day, you know, or every other day. Um, that it's, it's definitely a lot more drought resistant and, uh, you know, the bulls, have a little better chance up there of, you know, finding a few better bulls. Um, I didn't spend a lot of time in Unit 1. Um, I actually have had a sheep tag in 27 this year, so, you know, I have spent some time up there this summer. And, uh, you know, the bulls aren't quite as good, you know, um, than they've been in the past. You know, maybe 10 to 15% off compared to down in some of our country. You know, I think we actually, Jay harvested a bull in 3C this year that, um, he thought was in there last year, and you know he was considerably smaller than what he was last year. Um, so unit one, you know, unit one just just more consistent range. It's always gonna gonna be a little bit better. And then um, three C is probably the second was the second best. Um, you know, you get those reservation bulls that come off three C that were. Um, pretty famous for in that unit. 3B is, is more reliant on the the uh, resident bulls. Um, there are a few bulls that come over from the from the Fort Apache, Fort Apache side, but there's just not not that much room up there for them to uh, to grow and to to move down like it is in one and 3C. And then so, 4B looked pretty rough this year. 4B was extremely rough. Yeah. Um, dismal. Dismal is a good word for 4B. Um, they didn't, you know, hunters in there didn't um, didn't even really have the opportunity. I'm sure Franco can shed a little bit more light on this, but they, they really struggled down there with even to get bulls to work to cause a lot of bulls, but a lot of really small bulls, you know, just raghorn type stuff. Um, but they, it was... It was spotty at best, just a few pockets of bulls, and where the pockets with bulls were, there'd be five or six, you know, hunters in there trying to battle out what bugles they could get. So yeah. um, 4B, it was, you know, it was a struggle at best in that unit. 
let's talk a little bit about bugling um, before the season. And, you know, 1 and 3C, typically before these seasons, they're kind of cranked up a little bit and they kind of lull out. Um, how did the bugling go early? I mean, we're kind of, we're almost, we have, what, five or six days left in the archery season, but, you know, from the beginning, were they on, or did it, was it lackluster? What was your um, take on the, the bugling where you were? Yeah, my observation, um, I spent most of my time in, in 3B with the hunters that I've got up there. Um, it started It started pretty close to, you know, usual time that first week of September um, started off pretty good but then we had that real big heat spell um, the first weekend of archery elk in 3b I saw 90 degrees wow. on my uh, on my pickup you know as we were going out to hunt some of those afternoons the evenings were only cooling off to 55 you know 50 to 60 which is is not good at all um, it definitely shut down you know quite a bit of uh, activity um, we had that cool down in the middle of the week um, that kind of spurred on and really really got things going well but uh, um, it's kind of warming back up again I just I just came off the mountain again and it was uh, 81 when I got home so wow. uh, we're really battling those those high temperatures if, if, if they'll if they'll lay down a little bit I think these elk will really take off and go again but it it might be a little bit later you know, the rut might be a little bit later um, this year by maybe a week or so, but um, I noticed overall when I was there. coming back in, the moon's getting pretty bright. Um, it seems like the activity here is picking up uh, every day. Um, little tips for those guys out there listening, when the conditions are getting hot again like they are, um, what, 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 what tips, tips I have for the, for the moon? Well, no, what tips... Um, for when when the archery hunt's getting warm, and w what should people be doing on these last five or six days that they're trying to fill their archery tag? In your opinion, you know, we I really like to hammer. Um, you generally you'll get some movement during the middle of the day. You know, there the last couple of days this moon's been up, and right now, um, you know, they'll be going. They'll go good until this moon lays down around one or two or three o'clock in the morning and then elk will generally go down too so mornings have been fair up there um but when they go down early like that they usually get up early in the afternoon so you know as long as it's not really hot we sat some water during the middle of the day and got a little bit of activity um not a lot but we did get some but you know we those bulls will get up and they'll move a little bit to maybe a cooler spot and uh you know they'd kick off and bugle for 30 or 45 minutes or maybe hit a wallow or something like that but definitely um, you hope they get going in the afternoons if the temperatures can stay down so spend a lot more time in the afternoons you know not just just go back to camp and wait for uh, the normal you know let's go out at four o'clock type thing get out and yeah. spend some time out there in the middle of the day and uh, you know try to look for those pockets where those bulls will get up and move around and and stir each other up and get to bugling that's good stuff. Um, from what you've seen, you know, like our drought in um, 96, 02, 06, um, where do we compare across the board, in your opinion? Uh, very similar to those years, not as bad or worse? No, very, very similar. If, if not, maybe a little bit worse in some, some areas. Um, I have personally not been in 4B, but I hear 4B looks as bad as it has, you know, from that 
middle of the country down into that lower lower parts of 4B that we usually can can chase and harvest some elk in. Um, but you know, it's it's every bit as bad or worse than I've seen it since you know in my times, and I'm 49 years old. So you you um, one one thing with these early rifle hunts coming starting next Friday, uh, I assume you you're going to be in one of the units chasing bulls around. Uh, how do you anticipate that hunt going for those people out there listening with early rifle tags? Uh, Sounds like it. They might hit it just perfect. Oh, I think they will. Generally, our our favorite time is that last week, the twenty second, twenty third. Um, you know, that seems to be the peak. Just here in the last couple of days, I've heard cows be a lot more bugle or a lot more vocal, which in turn, you know, the elk are always, you know, a little bit more. I've heard and 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 seen quite a bit of activity around cows, really getting pushed hard, and even some breeding taking place. So. You know, with, with, you know, my prediction of the rut being, five, you know, a week or so behind, that early rifle hunt should hit perfect. You know, have this pressure of all these archery hunters, leave it for the first couple of days, and it, it might really take off and just just blow up and be really good. What have you seen out there, and what are you hearing from all your guides and stuff, um, broken antlers? Um, Unit 3B, I have only seen one or two bulls with, with broken horns, so it's not too bad. Um, 3C is already starting to break up, and um, up in Unit 1, I haven't heard of a lot of broken bulls. Um, the hunt, hunters that we have up there, you know, aren't, aren't saying that they're seeing a lot. So, and that right there is a telltale, you know, sign of how far the rut is along. You know, usually that, that really three or four hard days of rutting and fighting, you know, you'll just snap of a finger you'll start to see um you know the horns break yeah when those when those cows are really coming in so we're not there yet yeah we're not there yet i want to take a quick break here to thank the sponsors of the podcast i want to thank gohunt.com the gear shop cody nelson is the optics manager he's the glassing guru optics authority if you have any optics needs whether it's binos spotting scopes rifle scopes tripods any gear in the Go Hunt gear shop, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747. Now, he's extension two. He hasn't worked his way up to being extension one yet. He is extension two, and I love giving him a hard time about that. Or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. So any optical needs, uh, give Cody a call. I want to thank gohunt.com for their sponsorship. I also want to thank kuyu.com. That's K-U-I-U dot com for their sponsorship. Uh, we're all uh, still uh, suffering from the tragedy of Jason Harrison, the founder, passing away. And uh, Kuyu, the company, uh, su- appreciates all the support that the Kuyu Nation has given them. And I've gotten a ton of feedback from people uh, saying that they're, they love Kuyu even more and that they're going to support the company, and Kuyu appreciates that. I appreciate their sponsorship. Also, canyoncoolers.com. Use the J. Scott promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all Canyon Coolers. So go to canyoncoolers.com. Order today. Uh, Mikey, I see uh, we're talking elk. We're talking early rifle elk. Um, You're anticipating a a good season. 
I also noticed that you've got uh, antelope here on your page. Looks like a really nice buck. Um, how was the antelope season? Yeah, that's that's my brother-in-law, Patrick Austin, that waited 24 years to finally draw that tag. Um, extremely fortunate. We found that, that antelope just four or five miles from my house here west of Snowflake um, in Unit 3C. I don't know how he's managed to survive as long as he has. You know, that, that unit gets hunted pretty good, and it's not a very big unit for antelope. And uh, we started watching him about a month ago and religiously watched him almost every day, either my brother-in-law or myself, and we managed to harvest him opening day, and he scored 88 and 4 eighths yeah, um, like inches. Yeah, he looked for a for a local local buck and uh you know that's that's a world class antelope in in my mind and it couldn't happen to a better guy he'd waited a long time for that tag and it was a great hunt with family and friends i had devin and my grandson out there spotting on the hill and we belly crawled for 150 yards and harvested that buck opening day so it was just a, a great day and a great time that picture on your instagram again mikey underscore bto um with the sun setting in the back, or it, 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 the lighting um, is, is incredible with that buck. And it looks like his left side, he's got a longer horn on his left side, and big old prongs on that sucker. Beautiful, beautiful goat. 18-inch on his left horn and 17-and-a-half on his right. He had 6-and-a-half-inch paddles. Um, just a gorgeous antelope. I was, I was pretty envious of it, but um, <laughs> it's well-deserved for him. It was a, it was a fun hunt. Mike, I want to ask you about your sheep hunt. Before I do that, um, with with the drought conditions the way they are, with the archery hunt, it seems like across the state being just pretty spotty here and there, success has been fairly limited for most folks. Uh, moving into the early rifle season and then those people out there listening with those late rifle tags, um, is there any silver lining in your mind to... Uh, maybe a lackluster rut and maybe antler growth being down? I mean, do you feel like the potential of, of tons of broken antlers, or do you think that maybe if they don't rut as much, maybe the late hunts, they won't be broke up as much? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, every, everything you just said there is spot on. You know, we could definitely see a lot of broken broken horns coming up here. I, I think the key to it and what my game planning going into the the muzzleloader hunter that I have is we're just going to be patient. Um, you know, something, obviously, the longer, you know, we've killed some of our best bulls three and four days in to that hunt because the pressure seems to, to come off. Um, I think the bulls generally will get to, to bugling. You know, you go from 100 bow hunters in there plus all their buddies that are running around and, and helping trying to look for bulls down to, you know, 20 people hunting. Um, I think patience is just going to be the key. And then as far as, you know, as far as if you're fortunate enough to find, you know, a good 350 to 370 type bull, you know, more, done. Yeah, more, more power to you. But just, uh, you know, plan on, you know, sticking it out and grinding it out. That's the hardest thing for a lot of these hunts is, is just, you know, going in and planning on staying there five, six, seven days. Um, you know, you can always shoot that 330 bull on the sixth day, you know, rather than laying him down on the second day of the hunt and uh, just grinding and grinding. That's um, that's the hard part is keeping these hunters, you know, these clients and whatnot that we got motivated and, yeah. and uh, just to keep pushing and pushing 
until, you know, it changes in a matter of minutes, outsteps a, a giant, you're able to harvest him. So, yeah. yeah I know I'm, uh, um, running around there with you and Franco over the years, um, some of those bulls that I was able to beat with you guys on, with your clients and what have you, I mean, we didn't shoot them till late, uh, you know, in the hunt, and most people would have just shot because they're fearing they're not going to get one, and you and Daniel kind of sticking to it and getting those target bulls that you're after. I mean, that's that's great advice that you give for sure. Yeah, patience is a great attribute to have, you know, if you're hunting and not, not pushing and not, you know, that and being resilient and not giving up yeah. are both great attributes you know, when it comes to hunting. And, and uh, I don't know, that's just... about the, your um, sheep tag, you obviously you've harvested your desert bighorn. Um, and now you're going to get to um, hunt the Rocky Mountain. How's the scouting going? What what the conditions look like? How do the rams look? What are your thoughts on the uh, hunt coming up in in uh, December? Oh, I'm I'm just so excited from that. I almost almost wish I could have, you know, passed on guiding elk this this fall and just spent all my time over there. Um, you know, those, those sheep are just incredible animals. There, there's there been days that I've seen as many as 32 rams in um, one day glassing some of that country. So that unit has quite a few number of rams. Um, just, again, sticking to it and, and trying to find that one 180-type ram, you know, is going to be the hard part. Um, I drew the upper 27 blue. Um, you know, it's it's the roughest of them as far as I'm concerned. You know, it takes a, a good set of horses and someone that knows their way around that country, which I've got a son-in-law and a, and a friend that uh, a volunteered to, to come help with all that. Um, but it's uh, it doesn't get much better than that. I, I don't know how, how why I'm lucky enough to have drawn a desert in 99 and 21 points later was fortunate enough to draw a, a rocky tag. Um, and then I've got a doll also, so I'm only one away. I'm waiting for you to... Maybe do a GoFundMe or something to see if I can <laughs> come up with money for a stone. For a stone? Well, I guarantee you, once you get this rocky, it's going to be uh, it's going to be on your mind big time. That's awesome. I'm I'm yeah. super excited for you, and I know as soon as, as soon as these elk hunts get done, you know, I know October, November, I know you're going to be pounding it. So I'm anxious oh, to see yeah. what you dredge out of there, and um, um, you deserve it. I'm excited to to watch your success. Um, buddy, I really appreciate you spending time giving us the update there. Congrats on your success with that uh, kickstand bull. And um, we'll be watching for um, another great couple of bulls here on the uh, early rifle and muzzleloader hunts that you guys have. And just appreciate the friendship and uh, all of the support that you guys have given me over the years. And i um, glad that I was able to get you on and catch you and, and uh, get you before you're headed off on the mountain again. No, we appreciate all the all the stuff you've done for us too, Jay. Right on, buddy. Well, God bless you. Tell the family hello and um, get after them over the next ha- handful of weeks. Okay. Good luck to you too, Jay. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye.